the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. Alice Walker. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get to yeah. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. I am the ranger of the northern the northern march. I just wish you're paying a little bit more attention. It's time to go back to Wayslaw with me, Dungeon Master Dave, Seth, Chris, George, and Rachel, as we explore leaders and legacies, a real play. 5e audio podcast leaders and legacies is a passion project for five very dedicated scouters who also need to have other hobbies so sit back relax and enjoy it's time for druids clerics and more Um, i'm dave rockwell i'm the dm for uh, our game of leaders and legacies now i'll let the cast introduce themselves hi i'm um, rachel i play fezzik and I am a Cub Master and future day camp director. I'm Seth Lowe. I'm an assistant Cub Master for PAC 1683. Good evening, everyone. I'm Chris Cooper. I play Thandor, or as we call him in the game, Tornado, and I am a district commissioner. I'll keep it short in the interest of making sure this stays under one gig of recording time. <laughs> uh, I'm George Koskin, and I'm finishing up a term on the National Committee for Boy Scouts America, and I currently sit in National Cabinet Council as one of the assistant council commissioners, and at least seven other jobs. And once again, I'm your dungeon master, Dave Rockwell. I'm an assistant council commissioner and scoutmaster for Troop 1570. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating. I smell adventure. It's morning. Everybody roll, you know, a, a 1d20 just to see who wakes up first. Warren's a teenager. If he's in a house, he's not waking up first. See if anybody's already awake when Thandor has his dream. Thandor rolled the 19. 13. All right, Thandor, you are definitely up first. You notice that the rest of the house is still quiet with the exception of you do hear the uh, sounds and, and you smell the smells of, of uh, you know, cinnamon mini buns and breakfast being made. I will um, capture my thoughts down in my journal on what was the dream. And I will get ready for the day and head downstairs. Okay, you go downstairs. Yeah, so the house is just a bustle. You know, Max and Axe are setting out uh, plates on the table for a big family-style breakfast. Stanton is nowhere to be seen. Anton also is uh, still, you know, not, you know, out and about. But most of the rest of the family seems to be kind of going about their chores and, you know, duties, but they do seem to be laying out a big family-style breakfast. I will begin to help. Okay, Axe hands you a pile of uh, plates set out and point you to a table just to put one in each place. That's what I'll do. So what was that that uh, attacked last night, Max asks? That was a creature of darkness. I believe it is a creature of what we are trying to stop. When Anton said that it was a zombie, I didn't believe him. We were out back trying to keep us from being surrounded, if anything, like wolves or 
things like that. So uh, yeah, that's incredible. Uh, is it, do you guys deal with the, the, the undead often? We do now. Wow. You guys are taking Anton with you, right? No, Anton must stay behind. He has tasks he must perform here. Is that what he was talking about? You, you understand when he writes in his journal, he reads a, a, everything aloud. <laughs> yes, he is to be an apprentice. So he must do his task here first and prepare to become an apprentice druid. You, you, you know making him a druid's dangerous, right? We will take that in advisement and be very careful what he is taught. Oh, well, good, good. You yeah, know, he's a good guy. Just his imagination gets the better of him. We understand. He is still young. Oh, well. He is young, but the heart of a warrior. Yeah, as mom would say, you, you're too kind. <laughs> I understand what you are faced with, but he does it out of love for his family. It, that is true. There is no, there is no braver or a you know, better brother than Anton. And you know, with that, you know, you hear, "I heard my name." <laughs> Anton comes sliding down the handrail of the stairs. Hey, you're doing my job. Thank you so much. He's like, I set up the plates. I guess today, uh, I'll go out and see if I. I think we forgot to bring in the silver tray and Bob's best crystal. <laughs> I'll go get it. <laughs> I'll continue to do my chores until everything is done. Yeah, so from the back, you kind of, uh, you know, can hear, yeah, no, ma'am. Yeah, I got, yeah, I've got it. I won't happen again. <laughs> no, no ma'am. <laughs> I haven't seen him since he left. Yeah, then you hear a door in the back kind of close, and uh, the kitchen goes back to just sounds of people talking about things that need to come in or out of the oven, on or off the stove. And uh, yeah, Max says, it's going to be a couple more minutes, so just go ahead and sit, have a little juice or coffee, whatever you'd like. Please just let me know if you need anything. I appreciate it, friend. And he'll pour himself a cup of coffee. Fezzik is the next to wake up. You hear clattering coming from, from downstairs. What's your routine going to be before you head down? Sorry, I didn't want to laugh too hard on that. What does a man typically do in the morning? <laughs> you have any gear that needs to be cleaned? Uh, Wake up, pick it up, stretch. <laughs> look out the window, make sure there's no more zombies out there. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, when you look outside, it seems like a bright sunny day. You do see the farmhands moving some of the sheep off out to pasture. Others seem to be moving about the farmyard, doing various chores. This is a working farm, so it, most folks are going about their business, but can hear from downstairs the sounds of breakfast being prepared. I um, head downstairs. I see Thandor sitting at the table. I sit down next to him. And I say, don't you think it's odd that all these people act like this just happens every day? They acted like nothing went, like nothing's weird. That was weird. Don't you think that was weird? This is a very unusual family that is very caring. I have something to tell you once we all assemble. I look over at his coffee. I'm like, how's the coffee? I thought you didn't drink coffee. It is very good. Please do not engage in, com please do not engage in much conversation with young Anton today. Believe me, I will do my best not to. That was weird too. I guess it's just a weird time. Okay. <laughs> I make myself a cup of coffee. Seth, are you going to crash out for long? Yeah, the way a youth would, you know, sometimes is oversleep the, the breakfast. 
No, no, no. I mean, once once he hears breakfast uh, or smells it, I should say, um, Corin perk starts perking up pretty quickly. Um, okay, yeah. In fact, you you probably would have heard did the chow bell with the uh, triangle call, calling everybody in to, to second breakfast. So Corin's going to wake up and. Um, you know what? He's going to cast Bestial Spirit since neither Fezzik nor Thandor is around um, uh, and summon kind of a, a spectral... doesn't give me any specifics as to the creature, just as a creature of my choice. Uh, so uh, I'm going to bring out like a warg uh, or like a um, like direwolf-sized like golden retriever. Um, okay. And... I'm just going to grab its mane or what would be its mane and let it lead me down through the hallways to the breakfast. Okay. Yeah. You're able to do that. Does your uh, hound have a name? Not yet, because this is something that Corin's experimenting with. Can he see it? <laughs> they, oh yeah, they can see it. It's just kind of, kind of glowy spectrally from what I understand. As you're coming down the stairs. Wow. That's a big dog. It is a bestial Small bestial, oh, sorry, small bestial spirit. So it's an actual golden retriever sized dog. Um, so. Wow, that's a regular sized dog. <laughs> um, Is it a ghost dog? Some sort of druid ghost dog? Uh, sort of. Seeing eye dog when I don't know where I am or where I'm going. Fezzik, Dandor, can one of you save me? Yeah, I'll see. I'll save you. I'm a hero. I killed a zombie. Yeah, you know what? Um, and I think he has to go outside. Can you take him outside for me? Sure. I don't know where the door is. Over here. Over here. Yeah, and he he guides you. You know, you very successfully down the stairs and to the table. He's like, "What's your dog's name?" Um, Luna. Her name is Luna. Luna. All right. Yeah, if you could take if you could take Luna outside for me, and I kind of drift my way towards uh, Fezzix and Thandor's voices. Using my action, I instruct Luna to take Anton outside and go run around the yard for a minute. Or ten. Okay, so as they head out, and it's like, wow, you're really well behaved. And then he begins to sing as they leave. Yeah, she's Luna, the regular size ghost dog. He exits the front door. Well, she should be able to keep him busy for approximately one hour. Let's eat. I have something I must tell you, but where did that dog come from first? Oh, it, it me. I, I crafted it. Uh, it's a spirit that I can summon to help me get around when I get lost or I don't know where I am. Corn was just telling me this is a very strange time and very strange family. That dog was very strange too. I'm confused. I will have to whisper this because I do not want the young one to hear. Is he anywhere? I'm way outside! <laughs> I barely can hear anything! So, Thandor will whisper this. Um, and he's not doing a Gordak whisper. He's actually going to whisper. Um, I had a dream where I believe I met Jord last evening. And she told me we are going back. That the orc is the way. That Marcus is the key. We must go protect him. Fezzik, I know your thoughts. But I think we have to venture forth to the orc village to save him. Thandor's being strange too today. Well, you know, the village was a couple, like, days north. I mean, it was not a short distance. Um, That's why we are go going anywhere else as we're going back. So I believe we must make haste. I can do that. I'm good with that. She did not say 
Thor did not say I must ride a pony, but she said that we must go fast. Okay, so you didn't like the last the last ride. Alright, I can work with that. I can work with that. You might have to Mr. T me and knock me out. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But this is beyond our control. We are beyond our control now. If you want, Rachel, you can... I think you have much strength that you do not realize. George knows your plight. She would not ask this if it was not something that was needed. <laughs> there you go. Rachel, if you want, you can roll perception to see if you believe that, you know, Thandor is you know, telling you a truth versus a dream. I rolled a 15. Yeah, 15, you're pretty sure he's telling you the truth. <laughs> Why can't I roll a one on the things like I want to roll low for? That's just the way it works. You are a friend at arm. If any harm should come to you, I will be with you. But Jord would not send us into a fruitless task. I will go and I will fight by your side for you and not for the orc. That is fair. So, you know, as your kind of conversation comes to an end, uh, suddenly the family kind of bursts out of the kitchen, plates of bacon, cinnamon mini buns, and pancakes, and you name it, it's there. They're, yeah, they've got juice of all sorts. In fact, some citrus fruits you may, you know, you know aren't native to this area. It's, it's you know, it's quite the smorgasbord of, of uh, breakfast options. As weird as this place is, their food is freaking amazing. Yeah, Randy's the best, isn't he? <laughs> That's actually Anton's sister. <laughs> so. We must thank you for your hospitality. We love this food. But we, can we pack up some to go with us? But we must venture forth this morning. Randy's like, yeah, I can give you supplies to go, but please just know that the uh, cinnamon mini buns will probably only last 24 to 48 hours before they start to harden into bricks. That's what we will eat first. <laughs> totally, we are totally coming back here on our way back. When are we coming back? Just soak them in coffee. They'll be fine. I get coffee? You're going to let me have coffee? I finally get some? No, you can soak them in some of, like, I don't know, Dandor's chamomile tea or something. So you guys are going to head out, even though Dad's not back yet? Can you let him know wh which way direction we're headed? I'm sure he can find us. Well, I'm sure he can. You'll be on our property for at least most of the rest of the day, no matter which direction you head, because... We're, we're kind of central here to what dad, you know, has laid claim to. So last time I changed into a draft horse, this time, the moment we walk outside, um, Corin is going to shift into a war horse, just so that we have something to ride. All right, so clarity purposes, real world, war horse is a draft horse. Oh, I know, I know. Okay, <laughs> just making sure. In D&D world, they're two separate items. But in clear in real world, yes, a draft horse and a war horse would be I identical. I I look at the family and ask if they have a um, donkey or a mule I could purchase from them. I do not like horses. You know how slow they are, right, Sandor? Like we all know, we all nobody knows how Jesus got to Bethlehem because they had to drag the donkey the whole way. So you know, from across the yard, we got a donkey. Ponies? Little ponies? 
Why not? But they're so cute. They're all like fuzzy. I do not like horses. Horses. I do. I... Okay. How about this? How about this? All right, a gated horse. You can't not like a gated horse. I do not trust horses. I'm afraid of their big teeth and they may bite me. It's a nicer ride than the war horse would have been. I will feel comfortable on a donkey. For the record, I was going to go from draft horse, war horse, like thoroughbred, and just go down the line all the way down to miniature pony. <laughs> yeah, I can sell you my donkey, Fandor. It's my birthday donkey. <laughs> I will. How much is the? How much will you sell the donkey for? Well, so we could keep you safe. Actually, yeah, he was a gift, so uh, my father would be very angry if I charged you money. So I will just take it on your promise that I will one day be a druid, and yeah, that will be compensation for my lessons. I, I lean over towards Fessick and go, I can totally go camel if we need. Not elephant. Big right now. I can't do an elephant yet. I'm working on it. Thandor, while they're talking about this and they're getting the donkey ready, I will ask the mother if we can compensate her for her hospitality. She's, oh, no, 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 no. The the, the, Hobber, the Hobberfields you know, are, 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 if nothing else, proper hosts. My husband would not hear of it. You just take care and you be safe. Thank you for keeping us safe last night. The hands have told us of the deeds you did. Thank you for letting Anton think that he was a, a big part of that. We know it was only a small part, but thank you. Your kindness has already repaid ours. Would you mind if I give the farmhands a blessing and ease some of their fears? Uh, that, that would be most welcome, yes, yes. So Fandor will walk over to the farmhands and just gather them around and give a quick prayer to them while everyone else is getting ready. They, they kind of welcome you over, or if you even you know, take the time to bow down with you. The corn is going to, while all of this is happening, just kind of go put my feet up next to a fence. I'm just going to sit back and relax while everything is getting finished and prepped. So yeah, as you're relaxing, Anton walks up. Is this how druids relax? Pretty much. I try to stay out of the way because I tend to trip everyone up. Uh, but your feet up, is that like somehow connecting you to nature, you know, through air? Yes, it's called a crunch. I expect you to do 25 of them every morning. 25 crunches, that's awesome. Yeah, he, he lays down on his back and starts to do 25 crunches. He's like, yeah, so is, does this somehow get the magical juices flowing? Am I going to be able to turn into like a worm or something? It, it sounds like it's like a, a gradual thing. You Like you can learn small things, then bigger things. Someday I hope to transform into my dad. Oh, I've never tried transforming into a halfling. That much is true. No, I mean big and strong. Oh. Well, yeah, you keep doing things like this and helping out around the farm, lifting heavy objects, you, you'll, you'll be big and strong like your dad. Awesome. Oh, these crunches oh. are making my belly feel oogie. <laughs> well. I think I ate too many cinnamon mini muffins before I did crunches. Now that's all right. You know what? Take it easy for a little bit. Uh, I use this time to kind of rest and focus myself and... Be ready to you know, take on another form if not, if need be. Excellent. So, like, while you're meditating, do you, you know, think about anything in particular? I try to think very carefully on the animals that I take. The way you know, the way a horse moves. The way. Look at that sheep. Point out one of the sheep over in the pasture. See how it moves around. 
Um, I'm counting this as a short rest, Dave, so I get back that, that initial wild shape form that I pulled out on Thandor. Yeah, I figured I'd try to make it as difficult as possible. <laughs> but I was like, okay, so look at how the sheep moves, how it kind of moves that front leg, then the back leg, then the other front leg, then the other back leg, how it bobs its head back and forth, how its ears twitch to every noise. It's hypnotic. Yes, it is. Oh. And when you feel like you're getting just close enough, wild shape into a sheep right next to him. Wow. And you can see him kind of try to close his eyes and, you know, he's, you know, like, yeah, I, I feel like it's happening. Yeah, nothing happens. And he's like, yeah, and yeah, I'm right on the edge of it. Release. I'll get this. I'll, I'll release the wild shape, assuming that I get my second one back. Um, <laughs> and like, it's okay. This is this is just a start, in. All right. Yeah. You have so, to have your mind and your body in sync. They have to be matching each other. It's it's a very hard skill to learn, but it is one that's a lot of fun once you learn it. Yeah. By the time you're done explaining that, he's fast asleep on the ground. Kind of leaned over like two thumbs up to Fezzik and Tornado. Apparently, yeah, apparently me teaching him how to wild shape into sheep was not very entertaining. I did not know you learned the <laughs> sleep spell. I'm a little proud of myself at this point. <laughs> Tornado, you're, you're uh, probably done doing your blessing for the uh, the farmhands. They thank you. you know, a few of them actually pressed small trinkets into your hands. Like one of them has carved a little tiny wooden whistle for you. And he says, you blow that anywhere here on the farm. Yeah, we'll know, we'll know it's one of us. You're one of us now. Hold on. Let me write that on equipment. You take care out here. Why, thank you. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Stanton will find you. I appreciate that. Is that our cue to go? We must, we should go forward. Yeah, as, as you're, you know, getting ready to leave, the, you know, Randy comes up and hands you each couple days worth of food. I just kind of look at Fezzik and Tornado and go, you guys do realize those are going to be gone by lunch, right? Not the ones I'm going to hide in my, bottom of my bag. Thank you, friend Randy. He pats the one bag. He's like, these will keep a little bit longer. <laughs> has wrapped them in some special paper that'll make them, yeah, the cinnamon buns last a little bit longer. I can't see your bag, but I can smell the buns. <laughs> At which point I'm going to kind of like hand my bags over to Fezzik, go into my horse shape and kind of get a little bit lower so that Fezzik can climb on. Thanks, buddy. Give you a good pat on the neck. Thandor, are you going to ride the donkey? I will ride the donkey. So you're not scared of donkeys? I, they're far more likely to, they're, they're like, you realize that they're like guard dogs. They do not go very fast. Right? They kick and they bite. This donkey is very well trained. Yeah, actually, Thandor, roll me a uh, animal handling check. See how you do with this uh, donkey. You mean it's as well trained as it is as its owner is? A nine. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. moves, but uh, yeah, begrudgingly after a couple minutes. I'm still not happy, but it's better than riding a horse. So I'm following behind the donkey with Fezzik on my back. Um, kind of nipping a donkey in the butt to keep it going, right? Yep. I'm gonna take a big old chunk of the donkey's butt. <laughs> Since you're going first, I guess I'll give you a surprise round. See if you can bite it. That's a that's with a plus four, so um, nine plus four, 13. 
Um, Thirteen. Yeah, you yeah, you would be able to bite it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chomp it on the rear. I'm assuming you're nip, nipping at it rather than. Yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to hurt the thing. I'm just trying to startle it and in, give it incentive to move forward. So yeah, it it kind of does that thing at you and kind of looks at you and then moves forward, you know, begrudgingly, and uh, yeah, it gets moving. Thandor, if you could ever say that, you know, you've ridden kind of a angsty, angry donkey, this would be it. <laughs> it's, yeah, moving forward because it's being forced to, not because it really wants to. Um, so which way are you guys heading? Are you guys going to backtrack and try to pick up Marcus's trail? Or are you guys going to try to see if you can intercept him? I think we should try to pick up his trail. We have a talented ranger who could help us. But at the same time, if you're talking fastest, we need to intercept. That's going to be far faster than backtracking to where we came from and then going from there. We know where he was going, so we should be able to determine how long it's, you know, how far he has traveled and where we need to go to meet up. I'd leave it up to you because I trust you. And then if we get to where we suspect to cross paths with him and we don't, we will look for signs. If he wasn't there, then we will start backtracking. All right, excellent. Roll me a survival check just to see how you do. Um... Hold on, hold on one second. Let me give you some guidance on that. So I'm gonna, so I'm gonna give you guidance. That's one d four to your roll. Oh, very nice. That is a two. So add two to your roll. Twenty one. Didn't need to, but twenty one. <laughs> you kind of pick your line out, uh, you know, heading towards the mountains in the direction you know he was going to probably head. Hope that you can, you know, cut him off. So the morning kind of passes. You guys get to lunchtime. Oh, you're still on the Haberfield farms. You see signs every once in a while pointing you that the, you know, the homestead is back the way you came. I assume you're going to leave the road at times where it uh, deviates from the path that you're taking and move across the plains, you know, and you know, head over into the hills. Yeah, I'm going to opt for whatever I feel is the fastest route possible. Eventually, by the mid-afternoon, you come to a decision point. You, you know, reach a point where you either have to kind of follow the river up a little bit to where it might get a little shallower, or you might have to uh, climb up a, a little bit of a cliff heading south and hope that there's kind of a way to cross. It's not a full, you know, it's just a very big stream, I guess, but it's running fairly fast here. But can I figure out about how deep it is? Remember, we are on horseback and donkey. Deep enough that the uh, horse could make it, but the donkey, you know, it would be a little bit too deep for the for the donkey. All right, so we tie the donkey to the saddle, and the donkey can swim. Yep, you guys can do that. I guess the yeah, the rest of you are you guys going to swim across as well? No, they're going to ride while doing it. Oh, they're going to ride while doing it. Yeah, Andor, I guess, yeah, you know, you know, since you're a little timid about it, see if you yeah, do a animal handling or acrobatics, whichever you're better at, to see if you can stay on this swimming donkey. 23. So just to clarify, so the donkey's not swimming behind the horse. I'm going to tie tie him up tight so he is on the um, he's on our side, but he's on the side hot, you know, upstream from us. That way, if he's getting bumped and pushed with that stream, then, you know, he's going to bump into the horse and the horse can stabilize him. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, yeah, but it sounded like, Thandor, you did a decent job of staying on, too. So, yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, you guys successfully make it over. Uh, 
Yeah, Thandor, yeah, I assume you might have been a little trepidatious about this maneuver, but, you know, otherwise, you know, it uh, comes off without a hitch. I guess you're going to continue heading, you know, into the hills. Yeah, I want to continue the way I still felt that it was the best way to go. As I feel like when I feel like we're starting to get close or anything like that, I'm going to start watching for signs. Okay, you, yeah, well, you know, this is like the second day so that, you you know, you guys probably won't encounter him till tomorrow, you know, assuming he's resting at night. Right, I just don't know if he's detouring for anything. So that's why, you know, as we start to get sort of kind of close, start looking for anything just in case he detoured. Right, yeah, roll a, uh, I guess, investigation or survival, whichever you're better at. 13. 13? Okay, yeah. No, yeah, you, you, you think that... Uh, yeah, you're still on the right path and could move fairly confidently in that direction. I will have the um, javelin warning out by my side in case anything tries to jump us. It's getting towards dusk. Yeah, you can kind of sense that it's going to be a very similar night you know, to what you've experienced the last few nights, which is you know, fairly cloudless. It might get cold enough that fog will roll in overnight because it's going to get cold but uh, you know otherwise are you guys going to try to camp for the night yes we need to rest Cora needs to rest okay yeah so do a real quick investigation check to see if there's any places you know, within your line of sight that look better than others seven you're struggling to find something uh, um Fezzik, if you will uh, describe kind of you know uh, as a skilled ranger what what's causing you uh, to have trouble <laughs> with this particular area what what's the terrain um, doing that's kind of making it hard for you to find a good spot. And it just be that I'm angry about this whole thing. Not so much the terrain, but like what's going on inside me and then I'm mad and I don't want to be here. And so I'm just not putting my full focus into things. Yeah, that anger is probably getting the better of you. Thandor, you also look, what's, what's kind of keeping you from finding a good spot? I am concentrating on where my friend Marcus is. Okay, yeah, so you're kind of looking off far to the mountains yeah, that are probably still about a good three quarters of a day away. Yes. Okay, so yeah, the hills, they're steep enough that they'd be hard to camp on, but they're not steep enough that they slow you down too much. Yeah, more like rolling hills. Um, but then there's yeah, some places where the, yeah, they, there's lots of underbrush that you kind of avoid and little crags and cracks throughout that uh, would prevent a lot of these places from looking you know, like a good campsite. So you continue to kind of go on, you know, and it's getting darker and darker as you go. You can start to hear the, uh, the sounds of some of the insects and the bird calls change in the distance over the plane. You kind of see you know, what looks like hawks or some other you know, uh, birds of prey looking for you know, small mammals to swoop down and uh, scoop up as the day you know, kind of comes to a close. And yeah, I guess everybody roll perception real quick. 15. At this point in time, Corrin's head is like dragging on the ground. Like he's kind of guiding the donkey still, but he's like definitely dragging. As you guys kind of continue to head into the hills as it's getting darker and darker, Thandor, you, you know, kind of begin to uh, feel a little bit of uh, you know, a pulse coming from the, the javelin when you kind of use it to range find, you know, directly ahead of you as you're heading, yeah, I think you're heading a, you know, a little bit north and a little bit west. Um, it, you know, you kind of, you, you know, seems to be where the strongest pulse is coming from. And you said you'd roll the 15. And, you know, what did everybody else roll? 12 for 12. Okay, so yeah, Thandor, you'd be the you know, the best one. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, you almost hear at the edge of your hearing, Corin. You you kind of pick this up too. Special hearing abilities. It sounds like somebody kind of grumbling, but yeah, you know, it's not over the next hill. It sounds like it's a couple of hills away. There is a loud noise coming from over in that distance. Do you hear it? I perk up immediately. Ears go forward towards the noise. Yeah. So you know, everybody's hearing kind of what sounds like grumbling um, coming from a couple of hills away. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, there's nothing in sight um, per se, um, but, you know, it it does sound like somebody's grumbling. How about I go investigate? Do we wish to wait here? It'll let me blow off the steam. I'm not going to (laughs) argue. Okay, yeah, so as as you're, I assume you're going to try to be stealthy to get up on whatever this is? Yes. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to give you another guidance. I'm going to grab the reins of the donkey in my teeth and I'm just going to kind of pull it not so that we're just off the top of the crest of the hill. So if you were looking at the hill, you wouldn't see us. That's a total of 12. Okay. You rolled a 12 for yep, stealth? Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fortunately for you, yeah, this, this thing, whatever it is or whoever it is, Seems to be grumbling very loudly to themselves. Actually, as you get closer, roll perception and for me. And do it at advantage because you know there's something, you know, there. You're kind of just trying to tweak your, you know, your hearing to attune to it. 15, 15 days. Oh, 15. Yeah, even better. Yeah, so with that, not only is it sounds like it's somebody grumbling, but it's somebody grumbling through food um, as if they're talking while they eat. And you, know, you kind of peek over the next hill. You see sitting across from you uh, on the other side of a hill, eating what appears to be a deer carcass, a shirtless, you know, it appears like he clubbed the deer to death, probably about twice the size of a, a normal humanoid. You know, a hill giant appears to be sitting eating a deer. He's talking. So I look around, do I see another one coming in or anything like that that he might be talking to? You do not. He seems to be talking to himself as he eats. And occasionally he, you know, kind of, you know, you can kind of see him pound the ground next to him. And like almost as if he's frustrated. All right. I'm going to go back. Okay. I am not going to engage. All right. Roll, you know, roll stealth to see if you can get away with, you know, fairly noiselessly. And roll an advantage because he is, you know, engaged, I guess. That's a good way to put it. Not that he's going to get married anytime soon, but he's busy. Thank you for the advantage, because that was a 22. 22? Okay, yep. Yeah, you're able to stealth away very quietly. Um, What are you going to report back to the group? There's um, this giant over there eating. He looks miserable, but maybe they're always miserable. So I don't know if that's the norm for them. But... I'm not so sure we want to deal with that. Or do we want to like skirt around him and just keep going for a little bit longer? Corn, do you think you could do that? Even if you come down to horse, like human size and... Do we need to release the... Do we need to send the donkey home and go on foot? No, donkey's probably the best thing for the train. Um, I think we can keep the donkey and, and take it with us. We can probably pat its feet with some cloth. I am fine with this. I do not want to engage a giant if we do not have to. My ears twitch. 
I'm just thinking we're too tired to deal with a giant right now. As much as I would love the experience. I will nod my head as only horses can and try not to knock anyone over. You know, as as you're kind of having this discussion, you know, you hear it kind of, you know, call out as almost as if it's in pain. It, almost the, yeah, the anguish sound that someone, you know, might make out of frustration with emotions that they can't deal with. That is a giant. That giant is in pain. We should see if we can help it. That doesn't sound like an owie pain. And the thing was eating, like eating good. So I don't think it's in that much pain. I think maybe, maybe it lost a friend. Like upset pain, not owie pain. Does that make sense? We have encountered two creatures that needed our help so far. And that has been most fortuitous. I think we should look as this is a sign and try to continue to help out the creatures of the woods. Okay. Okay, so what, what's your next move? Big sigh from Fezzik. I can go ahead and call out to the giant and say, friend, we are here to help. Okay, what language are you going to do that in? I will do it in common. Maybe before we do that, maybe what we should do is move to a more strategic location. Just in case it chooses to fight us, we'll have some sort of advantage because we are much, 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 much smaller than this thing. Yeah, it is huge giant so it's i do do like your plan but if we can help we must try to help and that's fine you are like you know the talker who persuades everybody with everything i'll stand in the background with my blow darts ready to shoot it if i need to all right so what sounds fair where are you guys gonna move to I do not know where I'm going. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of rolling hills. So, yeah, you know that, you know, whether you go kind of off to the north and west, you know, continue the same direction you've been heading or head a little more south and west, um, yeah, that you'd be still heading in the general direction you're heading. So we're actually going to go to encounter it. And because I've already been there, I've seen the lay of the land. So what I want to do is lead the group to what I thought was the most strategically looked like the most strategic location that should a fight happen, you know, high ground, things like that, that will have some kind of advantage. Yeah, if you were to top that hill that, you know, because it was kind of sitting in, in uh, you know, a little bit of the valley between, you know, two hills um, eating this deer, you know, it, it, you know, you would definitely have, you know, probably a straight you know, line of sight and that you would be able to duck down behind the hill. Um, on its you know, first move. Corn, are you going to return to human form? Yep. Um, I'm going to release my wild shape at this point. Like before we call out to this thing, um, can I make a minor suggestion or make use of a minor illusion? Why don't we call out from it? Call out to it from a different direction than we're actually at. I do like that idea, as long as we do not harm it first. I'm fine with that. I can use my, I can use, I can create the sound illusion of our voices coming from a different direction. 
and see if he goes rampaging off in that direction with a tree or something. Uh, we're not gonna be there. Okay. Yep. So yeah, you guys get to the top of the hill. You're gonna you know you know knock top it so that you're kind of just looking over it. Okay. Corin's gonna lead the way towards the top of the hill because at this point in time I've got my blind sense back so I can feel exactly where the giant is. Okay, give me a stealth check and add advantage because you know it's there. <laughs> While he does that, I'm gonna hobble the donkey so oh, that no. when it sees the giant, it doesn't run away and right from us. Yep. I'm just gonna crouch down and crawl like crawl up to the top of the hill. It didn't matter. <laughs> Well, <laughs> okay. Um, before I can, before I do minor illusion, I'm actually going to create a fog bank around us. Ah, well, no, like in the valley, I, I'm going to like fill the yeah, little he's, nook he, yeah. where he is because he's in between he's us, in the, right? Yeah, he's down in the next valley over. Okay. Okay. Well. Yep. I can tell if he's charging in a direction, though. Uh, I assume as as he heard you about forty-five feet of badly on your stealth. Oh, that yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, well, he, I got yeah, a You can actually hear him still, kind of. At this point, he sounds like he's sobbing. Okay. Well, we could go with plan. B if we wanted to take an extra moment and I could do mold earth and kind of half bury myself before <laughs> I do this. I guess not the grass is fairly um, okay, tall because so, this is a wild grown area. So we're probably fairly well covered already. Yeah, these are these are wild grassland hills. <laughs> and we're already little. Alright, so then I will so I will use uh, minor illusion. Um, it says I can create a sound. It can be my voice or someone else's voice, a lion's roar or beating drums. Mm. So I want to create like my voice to be this deep, resonant, like big, burly voice that I like envisioning uh, some like 10 foot tall, super like human warrior or whatever would have. So overly deep. There you go. We'll call um, <laughs> overly deep and in. Um, we're gonna go ahead and go get Thon on this guy, uh, and like. And you kind what of ails you, know, see, you know, from where your you know, vantage point is. It kind of puts his hand up in the air and like shoes you away from air, you know, whatever that voice is from that direction. You know, as if it wants to be left alone. And yeah, then takes a big chomp of the uh, the yeah you know, the deer meat. Does he look like he is in pain? Well, that was totally uneventful. I will take a peek at him. Um, if you wanted to look over, you could take a peek at him. All right, roll, roll stealth. Oops, I rolled two dice. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> one is a nine. And what is a five plus one? So a ten or a six? Which one was better? 
Okay, yeah, even with a, with a 10, yeah, you're yeah, you're not making a lot of noise, but yeah, thankfully for you, it seems to be chomping very loudly and practically weeping as it does so. Um, you know, and uh, it you know, doesn't hear you, so you're able to peek over and you know, you can see what appears to be a giant that uh, if you had to swear it, it would be stress eating. It, it seems very, very unhappy. It, it, it sulking would probably, yeah, the hulking sulking, I guess, would be what it would be doing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I believe he is a vegan being asked to eat meat because that is the only thing here. He appears to be very sad. I think we should throw one of the cinnamon buns towards it. Wapandor, are you gonna go and hug it? Let's give it a, let's throw one towards it. <laughs> I'm sorry you feel bad, here's some sweets. Just for the record, while this is being discussed between Fezzik and Tornado, Corrin's sitting there with his saddlebags just shoving cinnamon buns in. I reach over and I grab one and throw one right out of Corrin's hand. I was like, slow down there, kiddo. You know, he does notice that the cinnamon bun kind of land. Yeah, you threw it really well. Um, and it lands kind of, you know, in its line of vision. And it kind of picks it up. Yeah, and it's tiny in its hands because they are already cinnamon mini buns. Um, and yeah, it takes it up, sniffs it, kind of looks around as if, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what's going on and then puts it in his mouth and eats it. You know, when it's gone, he pounds his, his hands on the ground in frustration. I am very carefully moving my saddlebag of cinnamon buns to the <laughs> other side of me. He's acting like a little kid, throwing a little tantrum. Is he upset because he doesn't have more or can we determine, is he upset because he has a toothache, he doesn't feel well? Have you seen that deer? He decimated that thing. His mouth doesn't hurt. <laughs> He's upset about something else, but this, this, the, yeah, it, it, there may be a component of the fact that, yeah, that was a, only a small nibble of, of good. <laughs> what do we wish to do? Do we walk him, do we walk him like a tray of those as like a peace offering since he seems to like them? Looking at the saddlebag of cinnamon buns, I look back up at the others and I just hold up the bag and put my head away. If we throw this at him, can we get around him? You you, you could try. You're the one who wanted to help him because you felt bad that he was upset. Well, I do not want to attack him. I'm not saying attack him. I'm just trying to avoid a fight if we do not need to engage in a fight. He honestly doesn't look to be fighting right now. He is still very large. Yeah, and he does have a very big club that's within arm's reach. Yeah, more of a tree trunk than a um, traditional club. All right, all right, I'll do it. I'm gonna take the bag of cinnamon buns and I'm gonna walk down there and offer them. And so I'll I'll try to talk to him in common. And orc, maybe he knows that. I don't know. Yeah. So okay, roll. Yeah, I guess yeah. So you know, present them and then roll persuasion. Oh, eighteen. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you present them. He yeah, you know, 
kind of tentatively, you know, reaches down and puts his hand out so you can set them in it. I pour the bag. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Oren's just barely peeking over going, don't take the buns, don't take the buns, don't take the buns. Points at himself and then points at the, the cinnamon buns. And I nod my head, yes. And I like, I'm like, eat, eat. Yeah, and he, he takes them up, you know, and he very kind of, yeah, you know, just, just consumes them faster than you ever thought even Corin could consume them. And when he's done chewing in like little bits of crumbs and stuff, frosting kind of, or icing kind of drips off to his chest. When he's done eating, you know, he, he smiles a little bit and he puts his hands, you know, up to his, his lips and then, you know, gestures kind of, you know, trying, you know, uh, putting his palm forward saying, you know, thank you, almost as if he knows some sign language. Oh, I rub my chest with a fist and say, you fuck. Oh, that's sorry. <laughs> my bad. See, I, I don't speak sign language. I just make it simple. <laughs> and it, right? It's flat. He, he does his Why? He says something to you in a language you don't understand. Do I do I recognize the language to be giant at least, even though I can't? Okay. It, it's yes. It it yeah. He the, uh, it seems to be the only language he knows. He yeah. He yeah, hasn't really kind of shown recognition to anything you've said in common so far. Um, I have like like. Oh, okay. So I I look up at Sandor and Corin, and I'm like, come here. Come here. Dandor will come down. Warren <laughs> stays exactly where he is because he doesn't see the yeah. come here, come here. So, you know, as, as you guys start to come down the hill, you see him kind of stand up and try to straighten himself out, make himself presentable. <laughs> and he kind of bows first to Fezzik and then to kind of the approaching group. It's okay, Dandor. He's fine. He's cool. Look at him. He's cool. Dandor will bow back and raise his hands above his head like that. In appreciation for your puts his hands above his head too. And like, you're way up there. And you hear him, you know, it, it's monstrous but it sounds like he's laughing. You know, kind of just this big ha 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 like he made a funny um, so, so maybe one of you guys can talk to him better. He's not understanding. What did he say? He's sad. He's sad. He's sad, but he tried to say something, and I don't know what he's saying. Did you try drawing? So did like, you draw I, something on the ground to see if he can draw it back? It's grass. We need paper and pencil. I have. Well, do I? I do not. And I did not take that one. Um, hold on a second. I'm looking at all my known spells. I do not even have that in known spells. Dang it. Comprehend language isn't a druid spell. <laughs> so he kind of... He says something to you in giant, but then, you know, he starts to get a little frustrated. Um, 
and he then you know takes oh what was he gonna do with his hand there i think um, it's a wizard spell No, uh, he you know he seems to be kind of trying to be thoughtful and and, and think how to explain um, you know when he doesn't have the words. The air draw. I gotta imitate <laughs> air drawing. <laughs> Three words. First word. Two syllables. Yeah, you kind of see him him, him put his fist up near his his face. Father or mother, or something, isn't it? Yeah, he 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 drops his you know his his hand kind of you know almost as if he's clapping. So fist to the face and then clapping, um, and then. So okay, so I go over to Sandor, and I get down on my knees. I put Sandor's hand on my head to kind of imitate like a dad and a son, and I go, Dad. And then Thandor, I go, Thandor, fall over like you just went like, Right, so Thandor will go like, ah, and fall down. Uh, he, he points at Thandor. Yeah, and then he kind of puts his hand, um, you know, gesturing as if something had fallen down. So he lost somebody. That's so sad. You know, he gestures as if trying to tell you in his own way that he's not, he doesn't know what to do. Do you want to ask him where his father is at? He gestures again, you know, kind of in thanks, signals that you should go on. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, he's not sure you can, you know, help him. Oh. Sandra, can you see if you can take a piece of paper from your journal? See if he can draw? I kind of feel bad for him. He has some very big hands, but we can try. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Corin! Clear a pair, an area of grass off so it's just dirt, and we can take like a stick or something and draw in the dirt. Okay. So you know, one of the things one of the things you see him doing is he kind of you know does seem to keep putting his hand to his chest, um, as if you know there's you know, emotional pain associated with the thoughts he's trying to convey to you. So I'll use mold earth and just take five foot patches and make like a. 10 by 10 foot patch of just straight up dirt. Yeah, so I I take my quarter staff, right? And I draw, just like to draw, to show him that you can draw, and then I handle my quarter staff. That should be a nice size for him. Okay, yeah, he kind of takes it between his, his, his fingers, and he, in the dirt, draws kind of what looks like a stick figure lady. Okay. Well? And, you know, he kind of uh, signals and looks kind of off in, you know, the, the southwest direction. He's making a gesture, you know, roll perception to see if you can see what, you know, what you think the gesture is or what he's trying to convey with it. Yeah, with an 18 Thandor, you think he's trying to say she's gone. There you go. Like, gone or like, hi, gone. 
Yeah, no, you know, he points back to, to Thandor that, you know, Thandor, he's connecting with the idea that she, she's, she's dead and she, he's trying to convey that to you. And then he, you know, puts his hand to his chest and, you know, um, you can see that the thought is causing him pain. You think that was his mate? Maybe we can find out what caused it. Why did he, who killed her? Somebody died? Oh, sorry, Corin. Okay, so he drew a lady, and he kind of indicated that she's dead. That's what we're guessing. Ooh. Oh, that's kind of sad. And you can kind of see that he's starting to get more and more frustrated with, you know, not being able to tell you, you know, what he wants to tell you. This will be a perfect opportunity for us to, like, look around and find a magical ring on the ground with that, like, lets us speak languages. saying, DM? <laughs> yeah, you, you can roll for it. At this, at, at this advantage. I do know calm emotions, but I don't have it prepared. Well, you know, he doesn't seem to be in a hurry to go anywhere. All right, guys, we could sleep here tonight, and then I can try loading that and getting that spell and trying it tomorrow. We plan on camping anyway, so can we kind of try to gesture to him? This nice dirt spot would be a good spot to have a fire if we want to do a fire. But, you know, just to be like, he nods. can we and you sleep? Yeah, he... Okay. Yeah, he nods. Yes. He, again, thanks you for the mini buns, and then, yeah, he, he picks up a bit more of the deer carcass and continues to eat. Fall is a particularly busy time for most people. Scouts, people going to school, work projects are due. Please make sure that while you're taking care of the things that you need to take care of to take care of the things that need to be taken care of, that you take care of yourself so that those things can be taken care of in order to care for the things that needed attention. If you're confused, remember, take care of yourself. This has been a Dungeon Master Moment with Dave. Leaders and Legacies is a 5e podcast that is unaffiliated with the Boy Scouts of America or Wizards of the Coast. The opinions expressed here are solely our own. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here at Leaders and Legacies, please consider becoming a patron by joining us at patreon.com slash leadersandlegacies. You can also follow us on Twitter at Leaders and Legacy or join our blog at leadersandlegacies.com. Music and sound effects are licensed from soundstripe.com. Logo art by Katherine Evans. Images also may have been licensed from shutterstock.com. And never forget to remember... He has some very big hands, but we can try.